0: In the pattern podcast. Make left traffic. clear for the option.
1: Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000.
2: Line up and wait 7 range. More by Delta. I'm John, I'm
0: Chris. I'm Brad, and I'm Mark, and we are the In the Pattern Podcast.
2: Welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast. This is episode 74. This is Chris, and along with me tonight, I've got uh pilot Conway, Mr. Brad, and unfortunately Mark can't make it. Well, he was on a little bit earlier. We were having some technical difficulties so he uh he decided to bail out uh and uh so we could go ahead and finish this but uh we will be uh talking about him shortly. How are you guys doing?
0: I'm doing just great
1: I have a beer in front of me, and uh life is grand uh agreed all the way around here all oh, yeah. the way around
2: so yeah episode seventy four glad to be back as usual um it's uh hot and sunny down here so not a lot of flying going on unfortunately but uh it is perfect prime time for you guys out there and mark of course uh and norcal it's always pretty good and i know you, uh, brad you are you've been burning up the skies with the plane lately i've been seeing you all over the dang place you're you're you know knocking it out one page at a time on your logbook lately
1: well not good. they've just been a few trips but they've been long uh i've it's i think since i last uh talked on the podcast i've got about just about 40 hours (laughs) most
2: people hopefully they can get that done and take care of a whole nother rating but
1: uh yeah no nice for you i'm just covering a lot of distance these days yeah
2: very good very good no i I haven't haven't had much time behind uh behind the yoke myself unfortunately but uh um, you know, I'm probably going to wait until, uh, until summer passes before I intentionally, uh, go fly again. That
1: I being, don't,
0: bl- uh, I don't blame you seeing those temperatures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, this- 113 degrees. Yeah. That's, that's what it was the, today. the Altitude.
1: To, uh, to yeah. Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you breathe? Yeah,
2: no, I can. Re- I remember when I was when I was training, and, and it was that sort of thing. You know, we'd be out at the airplane at 5 a.m. and um, rolling down the uh, taxiway. You know, by six. And Is that it's, an hour you know, that exists in the day? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's suns up at six 5, five a.m. out here too. You know, I wouldn't know. As soon as it comes up, uh, hundred degrees starts pretty much. So the the, gr- the ground just absorbs so much heat throughout the day that it never really gets below 100 degrees once mid July and August starts. And yeah, like Deer Valley Airport's like fourteen hundred feet MSL, but uh, you'd be at like thirty-five to forty-five hundred, you know, at six a.m. already. It's crazy, No, crazy, thank you. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was funny as I dug out. I, I I built one of those little like backseat air conditioners out of uh, out of a five-gallon bucket, you know, and a foam insert and all that stuff. I built one of those like a year ago, and I've never used it. Oh. So. I uh, I, d- I dug it out. I charged uh, my battery for it. I've been. I think the reason why I didn't use it is because I never figured out a good way to like mount the battery because you can't. You know, it, it takes one of those small 12 volt batteries, kind of like what goes in a in a UPS. Like if you've seen one of those big, sure. You know, um, rack mount UPSs, those tray of batteries. If you ever seen those, or I don't know, it's um, it's smaller than like a motorcycle battery, but you know. Yeah. Yep. But. Uh, and then, so so it's so it's a five gallon bucket. It's got a uh, um, uh, styrofoam insert. I cut three holes into it that are like uh, about two inches. I think they're two inch holes. I inserted PVC into those holes in different positions. And then on the lid, I cut it open and I bought a uh, a fan off uh, that go the, a twelve volt fan that goes to a radiator of a car and mounted it to the top of that to push air through. So you just put yourself a block of ice in there and hit the switch and go. So I bought a switch and I just have never mounted the battery and mounted the switch, but I think I found something. I've got it in my got it in my uh my uh cart on my Amazon account. I just haven't haven't bought it yet. I'm pretty sure that that will work in order to mount the battery inside something and then mount the switch to it so it's like all contained. And then I just want to do like a quick release um um a cable detachment thing because it's just two
0: wires. Sounds useful for Osh camping.
2: Yeah, it would totally work like that. In fact, I think I saw, I don't know, a couple of years ago, um, uh, someone there have one. Wasn't it Tupper? Yeah, exactly. That's who it was. It was Tupper. I think they think he had one for his tent. Um, And I imagine it worked pretty good as long as you can keep it stocked with ice, you know. So... That being said, the whole reason I got it out is because in the morning uh, I am going to go fly with a buddy of mine just as a safety pilot because he needs to get some uh, instrument work done. So we're going to go uh, brave the heat and the, and the turbulence that will come from that uh, when we come back into land, of course, but we're going to go up north and get some uh, instrument work in. He's got a nice little Bonanza A36, so it'll be my first time in it with him.
1: It should be pretty Those are They're sweet planes. Total. It, it's just a. It's a great
2: little family family plane because he's got. Um, it, it, you know, it's a six pl- six person plane, so it has the club seating in it and everything. Um, but he's looking for something like that, but then has air conditioning too. He said now well, he's he's wanting to, either move up to move up to pressurized and air conditioning something like that. So the Malibu or something. I think that'd be a good choice, actually. I love those things. I was just, uh, looking at looking online about those just, uh, I think it was yesterday or day before, and I'd read about them before and stuff, but you know, pressurized aircraft, uh, and 200 knots at 15 gallons an hour,
0: you know, that's, that's respectable. When I saw my idea to Google, the, the maintenance (laughs) is, the maintenance
1: is a little spendy.
2: Yeah. And, and what's the worst part about being pressurized? You got that yearly training you got to go through, I guess.
1: You do have to do, yeah, nobody will insure you unless you're doing uh, annual
0: recurrent training.
2: Yeah, I think that's what uh, David Phil was telling me, because they went from his Aztec, they had an Aztec, and now they've got the, what is that? Um, What twin did they get?
1: Dang, I can't remember No, Is it Piper? Or
2: is it no, it's a, it's a Beach uh, uh, 58. Oh, Baron 58. Baron 58, yeah. And so that's pressurized. So that's what they've had to been uh, going through since they've had that, though. But, you know, it's all good. That's the world that he lives in anyways. I mean, it's, it's pressurized aircraft, so I'm sure he's used to it. Anywho, anywho, we've got uh, a little thing coming up here pretty soon, don't we?
1: Yeah, it's almost Friday.
0: Ha-ha! <laughs> like
1: an hour and a half away.
2: <laughs> For you? Okay. Yeah.
0: 33 minutes, sorry.
2: come on. Sorry it's so late. Sorry, sorry. Uh, actually, you're the one who got on later anyways. But <laughs> Yeah, that's my fault, I know. Anywho, yeah, we got a little thing up uh, up north by you that we're uh, going to come all visit, and um, and that's exciting. I think exciting. you mean down, down south for you. Yes, south for you, north for everybody else. Well, maybe not north for uh, um, for Mark. Just no, it's still north. Is it from from uh, Nor- NorCal? Yeah, mainly east, but whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, Oshkosh uh, 2019 AirVenture. And we're all going to be there. Around the corner. And this is, what, our second time ever?
0: Where we're all there our, at the same time.
2: Yeah. 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 We are all going to be there. Uh, all coming in at different times on different days and probably even leaving on different days for that matter. Um, how say you? You guys want to get into that now or you want to talk about some flying we've been doing? What do you think?
0: Sure. I'll, I can go yeah. ahead
2: you've been, uh, you've been doing some flying and, and we're like, we're like months behind about talking about some of your uh, interesting flights you've been doing. So tell it, tell us what's up.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I got my first business trip in the plane check, checked off. I got to tick that box. Um, uh, so I have my own little business and, uh, flew down to Milwaukee for the day. Uh, and, uh, just uh just did a little bit of preliminary business uh with a company that I partnered with uh, over the years, and uh, it was just nice to be able to just get in the plane and go. Um, you know, it's a, it's about a two hour flight, um, in the Arrow, and uh, that that felt really nice to just be able to to actually do the thing. One of the things that I got my pilot's license for. You know, it's been nine years. Uh, but I finally ticked that box. Um, what else? I went out to San Francisco uh, in April for a conference and uh, caught up with Ron Klutz uh, at Palo Alto, and uh, we did the Bay tour again. That's the second time that that Ron and I have flown uh, that particular mission. It was great. The fog came in, and and you could just see the tops of the of the Golden Gate Bridge um and uh it was just it's just such a lovely flight awesome um, you know you get to see san francisco and the and the hills and then over to oakland and you go right over oakland international and then cut across the bay it's just it's just such a beautiful thing and i was um i was super grateful for the opportunity i, I just love flying out there um even though they do charge an arm and a leg for 172 <laughs> Well, it's <laughs> California for you, right? It's, it's California. Yep. They've got a lot of people with a lot of money, and uh, <laughs> prices go up. They're not afraid to let you spend it. Yeah. Uh, then let's see, catching up a, a little bit more. And I went to see uh, – just ran. A, did a $100 hamburger ride and uh, flew out to Madison and, and caught up with Dan Coyne, uh, who is uh, – He's already think, at OSH. He's already at Oshkosh, yep, and uh, so he's a he's a Camp Baconite, but and uh, and many year Oshkosh veteran, and lives out in Madison, and that was that was kind of fun. I got to uh, after landing, uh, had to hold short of one of the crossing runways uh, for a Cirrus jet to depart. Oh, saw one in the wild, huh? Yeah, that's that's the second one I've seen in the wild. The first one I saw arriving in Brainerd last year. Uh, but this is the first one I've seen departing. And, uh, you know, they're they're sweet little planes. They're sweet little planes if you've got a couple million dollars lying around. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a shindig up here. Um, and uh, I reached out and was like, hey, what would it take to get a demo flight? And the response was that you they're reserving demo flights for people who are Going to be customers and have already put the ten percent down payment on, <laughs> you know. So for two hundred thousand dollars, you could you could get in line for a demo <laughs> flight. I, was like, yeah,
0: I think I'll pass for now.
1: <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Yeah, it's just just not going to be my thing this time. Um, but uh, what else? Uh, got out to Grand Rapids. I uh, took the Mooney and flew. Uh, it was my first trip over lake michigan uh this was in the early part of april um and uh so spent a whole bunch of time planning and figuring out the glide distance that i would need to be able to safely make it over the lake Um, there was a, a a small probably less than a minute time when i would have been out of gliding distance from the lake shore uh, but that wasn't taking into account that if the engine quit and I'm going 154 knots, I can climb uh, a few hundred feet uh, to extend my my glide. To, while I, you to know, get to climb. your best glide. Yeah, I can climb to get to my best glide. Yeah, And that, that should have been enough to carry me in either direction. Um, so what altitude were you over the lake? I was at 11,500 feet MSL, which put me two miles over the lake, which Mm -hmm. according to the, the chart from Mooney, um, should have been right around, right around the right, the right altitude. Um, but the plane flew perfectly well all the way up to that point and flew perfectly well all the way through it. Um, and, uh, didn't hear any odd sounds that you don't normally hear didn't hear any of sounds. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know how that goes, right? Where you become hyper-focused about every little thing when you're in a situation like that.
1: Right. What was that? Is yeah. The, is, the, is the engine sounding funny? No, it was just super consistent and uh, got over the other side and zoomed down underneath uh, uh, a layer and, you know, it stayed VFR the whole way. Um, and then uh, on the way back, we didn't uh, – the weather wasn't copacetic for, for going across – Uh, so we scooted up, uh, the Chicago shoreline around the South end of the lake. Um, also because we were, we didn't stay in Grand Rapids. We moved to the Southern end of Michigan. And then on the way back, it just made the most sense to just scoot around the lake. Um, so you got to see beautiful Gary, Indiana. Um,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. Which Isn't isn't how glorious! I see that from the ground every time I'm <laughs> driving to Osh. Driving ash, yeah. Is,
1: is it as beautiful from the ground at sixty miles an uh, hour as it is from the air at one hundred and fifty-four knots? Oh, of
0: course. <laughs> you do drive
1: by the airport. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. that. You fly glow. right over it too, um, <laughs> and uh, and then zoomed up. Uh, you know, it was it was interesting. We went right underneath all of the arrivals into O'Hare, and they were just absolutely stacked all three runways, you know, it was a VFR day. So they had just the minimum separation between the planes and it was just a a never ending stream of three rows of planes. And, you know, we were just a couple hundred feet underneath the Bravo, um, just, just blasting over us. Um, it was, it was quite a thing to see. Um, and then after that, I guess the only other interesting thing on that trip was, Got to put uh, ADSB weather to use because there was a huge cell of extreme rain. I, we've had, I don't know if, if, well, probably not so much Chris, but uh, if, if John, if you have had the big, big rain, uh, but we have had enormous quantities of rain in, in single cells um rochester minnesota which is about an hour south of here got seven inches of rain in about two hours uh two weeks ago and just absolutely deluged
0: yeah it's been it's been non-stop storms just every afternoon just hammering and dc just flooded this week like i mean parts of downtown were just completely underwater like you couldn't see the sidewalk anymore holy cow yeah
1: yeah it's
0: It's been pretty crazy here.
1: Um, And uh, so we had to, uh, uh, you know, we could see it. We were talking to ATC. Um, We were trying to pick our way over some stuff and then uh, quickly determined that we weren't going to be able to get over top of it. And so found a hole and got underneath. uh, And then there was just an absolutely opaque uh, cell of rain. You just, you couldn't see anything through any part of it. Um, so we're like, well, let's not go there and just kind of zoomed our way around it. And, uh, I've kind of adopted the, the whole weather chicken, um, idea pretty well. Like, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm perfectly happy not to, to intentionally fly into (laughs) any weather that I don't have to, like, I don't care if it's, if it's just a rain shower or if it's a deluge or if it's whatever, it's like, no, I'll, I'll go around or I'll wait. It's fine. I'm good. Good call. Um, I'm all
2: about the, how is it going to look on the NTSB report? decision nice. making matrix matrix, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. i on, on your tombstone. You want, you know, but he got his briefing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then I, so my son is in CAP, and um, we found out about an opportunity for him to go to uh, camp at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, um, and I decided that it would be a lot of fun to fly out there. Um, and so uh, did a little sim time just to make sure that I was instrument current. Um, I was just going to be a couple days out of currency for the for the trip out. Uh, and didn't, didn't want that. In fact, it turns out I needed it. I had to, I had to do an instrument departure, uh, to get out of Minneapolis, uh, and get on top, um, on was it? Father's day. I guess I, we went out there, um, and then flew over basically the entire state of Nebraska. Uh, you get to a section in the middle of Nebraska where you can't, there aren't, you can't even see roads. Uh, there is just so much absolutely nothing there except these little rock hills, um, just rolling rock hills, and it's, they can't farm it, and so there's just absolutely nothing there. Um, I decided on the way back that that would be a terrible place to have an engine out because <laughs> you just don't know which direction the hills are going. But uh, but anyway, we continued on towards towards Colorado Springs and... Um, got to uh, grab a crew car, drove up to the academy, uh, waited in line to clear security uh, there, and then uh, you know got some pictures and checked out all the the beautiful spot. You know the the runway I think is about sixty one hundred feet MSL uh, at Colorado Springs, and then the Academy is another few hundred feet higher in the foothills of the front range of the Rockies, Um, basically turned around and was trying to beat the daily thunderstorms and didn't think that I did. Um, And there was a cell, tiny little cell with some thunder in it that was coming out and nobody else there paid any attention to it. It was was just like a normal day and I finally (laughs) decided, all right, I'm just going to, take care of this. And, um, you know, quickly pre-flighted the plane, added a little bit of oil, uh, and, uh, and headed back, um, and had a relatively, well, it was an interesting trip back too. I had to pick up an IFR clearance, of um, over Nebraska because of some weather that was coming in and then was dodging storms. And right as I was getting to Minneapolis, um, there, was a, there were just a couple of really large cells that were towering, just very small, but very high. Uh, and so I was like, oh, this is no big deal. I'm just working my way around them. And one of them, just as I was passing it, um, and this was in the arrow, the sun set and the thing was no longer getting any energy from the sun. And the whole uh, cloud just collapsed as I was puttering along next to it. It huh. was just the most amazing wow. thing to see. Uh, it just fell apart, dropped, dropped.
2: <laughs> all the moisture went away, huh?
1: just all the moisture just dropped wow. on the little, uh, rural farm town that was right underneath it. Um, and then it was gone. Sure. Um, and so that was kind of fun. Uh, and then of course I, you know, 10 days later I had to get in the plane and go back out, uh, and pick him up. Um, Easy departure. There were big storms, but my route of flight, my direct route of flight, went right between the middle of them. So there was, I didn't have to dodge any weather. Uh, we got out there, um, you know, did the little graduation ceremony thing and picked him up. Um, boogied right back, grabbed some food, uh, got in the plane and taxied out. And the, the weather again was just kind of approaching. Um, there was big black storm clouds but no lightning and but and no rain and we're like i'm like let's get out of here and so we taxi up to the to the you know, get a clearance taxi out to the runway and get a takeoff clearance and as we're going down the the runway the wind shifts 180 degrees and we ended up departing with a 21 knot tailwind well that sounds sporty in, instead of a 13 knot headwind yeah um Fortunately, the runway is only eleven thousand feet long, um, and so we were able to to get out of it. And once we, you know, kind of got out of ground effect, the plane just got caught up in the t- in the wind, and it was fine. Um, but th- then we turned and started heading east, and we went underneath a a big cloud, and it was just a microburst. And mm. so I was at max pitch up the whole way through and we'd gain a couple hundred feet and then get shoved down a thousand feet and then gain a couple hundred feet and get shoved down like, okay, this is okay. We're going to (laughs) be fine. You know, yikes, um, made it out of that. And, uh, and the rest of the trip was, was pretty straightforward other than a, a pretty late night arrival. I think we touched down at 1140, uh, at night. Um, so it was a long day with a lot of flying, um, I think it's it's about 1,500 miles round trip, um, and that's you know the arrow at least has an autopilot, um, but it's it's only in the roll axis, so you just keep an eye on the altitude and and you're fine. Um, but it has big tanks; it carries 72 gallons of fuel. So in um, I guess on the on three of the four trips, I was able to do it in one leg. On the way out, the second time, I had to stop. Because of diminishing oil pressure and um, and a an increasing headwind, and so I, I stopped, took on fuel, and added some oil. Um, but then on the way home, the oil pressure stayed fine, and hmm. didn't have any more problems. Era. I guess I should Era. I should mention the the plane had no engine on it the Wednesday before I took him out, <laughs> um, and uh, it had been it swallowed part of the magneto at some point. Shakes. Uh, They had to crack the Craig case open and, and, you know, take a look inside and make sure everything got taken out of it. Um, so they put the engine back on and did the few test flights and brought it home. It was, it was stranded in Des Moines. Um, and then I took it and flew to Colorado Springs and back twice. Wow. It was was a total of about those two trips were about 20 hours of flying. Wow. That's nuts. Um, it was it was a bit of work.
2: So, any uh, any idea what what the deal is with the oil pressure temporarily?
1: No, I uh, of course squawked it yeah. and was like, look, I had to put in you know a quart of oil in the middle of the trip, and they're like, yeah, but that's not you know a quart in four hours isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pressure was low, and I'm like, yeah, well, but I guess it was only down one quart of oil, and <laughs> it still had four quarts in it, so. On the way home, it had no no issues at all. I think probably on the way home, I was just flying at a much lower power setting because I was at a much higher altitude. We stayed at at ninety five hundred feet most of the way home. Oh yeah, um, and so lower. Po- and on the way out, I was at a thousand AGL the whole way because to to try to avoid the headwinds. Um, picked up a lot of bugs at that altitude over that much agriculture. <laughs> i imagine it took us about half an hour to scrub the bugs off when we got back glad you didn't pick up any birds no birds this time um nope i haven't hit any birds since last fall <laughs> <laughs> uh we hit a coot in the saratoga that had left a mark um mostly left a grease spot At least it was uh, just see. a coot yeah Luckily. it was just a coot it wasn't a goose those are, those leave big marks. Or yeah. eagle. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, uh, sort of somewhat aviation related, um, like I mentioned, my son's in Civil Air Patrol, and two days after we got back from that, he had his C, uh, CAP encampment, uh, which is a, a training a week long training program, um, and here in Minnesota Wing, it's at. Uh, Camp Ripley, which is a reserve uh, Army training base, kind of in the middle of the state. So we went straight from one camp event to another. And um, I spent a week in the dining hall, making somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 meals uh, for a bunch of kids. Um, And he did uh, the advanced leadership course there. And now we're back and having just kind of a normal week. Nice.
2: Yeah, I've been seeing your posts about uh, the CAP, the P- CAP stuff you guys have been doing. It's uh, it's been keeping you really busy.
1: It has been keeping me really busy. I'm I'm also the aerospace education officers uh, for both the cadets and the seniors, so uh-huh. I have to come up with material for that oh. uh, once a month, and uh, yeah, it it keeps you on your toes. What's that? What's that like then?
2: for that piece for you, the aerospace engineer.
1: Um, so aerospace education is one of the big three core missions of CAP. Uh, you've got the, the search and rescue component. You've got the, or the, I guess they call it emergency services component. Uh, you've got the cadet programs, and then you've got aerospace education. And for the cadets, what I've been doing is running them through a makeshift, very unofficial, non-certified ground school, uh, since I don't have my FOI or, or anything, I can't sign any logbooks. But I'm just kind of going through. Here is how you preflight the plane, and we read through the checklist and talk about it, and then go out to the plane and uh, break them into groups, and we all go around the plane and do the entire preflight. And they've got you know hands on on flight control surfaces, and um, you know we're pointing out where all the fifty million fuel vents are on a one eighty two. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess there's only thirteen, but it's a lot more than the three that I've become accustomed to. Um, yeah,
2: what lawsuit happened to lead to that? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, water behind one of the baffles. <laughs> that's that's what that was
2: about. Um, came uncorked and how many low yeah. how many low points in a fuel tank are there?
1: <laughs> thirteen, the apparently. Apparently thirteen. <laughs> yeah, with the stupid baffles all over it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And uh, so then, then I taught them um, how to work with ground control. So how to re- how to get the ATIS, how to understand what the ATIS says. So I brought my handheld in, and we we played it, and I gave them each. I broke them into teams and said, "Okay, here's the ATIS. Tell me what the weather is. You know, tell me what the what. Give me give me all the information. What time is the ATIS? Uh, what's the winds? What's the weather? What's the altimeter setting?" what approaches are we using? What runways are we using? You know, the whole, the whole spiel um, to just to kind of get them used to it. And then here's how you talk on the radio. You know, you say who you're talking to, who you are, where you are, what you want. And so for ground, that's what, you know, this sounds like this. Um, and then, uh, so we're going to start on some simple VFR navigation uh, next week. Uh, just getting used, you know, starting to go through VFR charts. I went over to the FBO and picked up their expired charts, um, and uh, it's it's kind of fun uh, with the seniors. Uh, we talked about the five hazardous attitudes. Um, we'll probably do I don't know, try to keep it entertaining <laughs> and and hopefully relevant uh, for them. Um, but yeah, that's that's been. It's been keeping me busy. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, and then we're gonna this Sunday, I think we might make a quick trip out to Oshkosh um, before the zoo shows up, um, just to just to say hi uh, and uh, you know, grab a hamburger at Artie and Ed's uh, and boogie right on back Sunday evening. Uh, and then we're we're heading out for real. Uh, my son and I will head out for real on the Saturday before the show opens. Okay. Uh, and, and start catching up with everybody. I think I'm the first first of the four of us to arrive.
2: I think that's right. So you're, you're Saturday, the uh, 20th. 20th, yep. Uh, Mark is mass arrival with the Cirrus at 8
0: a.m. Under Canopy.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, under Canopy. Sunday, May twenty-first. Yeah, around eight a.m. is the mass arrival. Uh, hey, if anyone, uh, if anyone is out there taking pictures of mass arrivals and, and uh, cares to find Mark, his um,
1: uh, what was it? Uh, November three zero nine Charlie Pop. Yeah, three
2: zero nine Charlie Pop. That's it. Yep.
1: He's an SR
2: twenty-two. Yeah. If you can uh, if you find him find him coming in and can snap a picture of him yeah, I'm sure he'd love to have it um, I don't get in until later that uh, that evening I think my plane lands around 7 pm and and uh, Brad is gracious enough to drive over to Appleton and come uh, scoop me up
1: yeah I'm driving down this year so I'm gonna avoid the zoo and uh, and have a car and we'll just suck it up and live with the boring part it's, <laughs> it's five hours for me to get to Oshkosh, Wisconsin from Minneapolis, Minnesota or five hours for me to get to Colorado Springs uh, Yeah, by airplane
2: <laughs> yep, yep, and then, uh, and then uh, Conway, you're on Monday
0: yep, Monday morning I think I get into Milwaukee around 9am 9 9.30am so I'll be uh, grabbing a car and then heading up cool the show.
2: cool cool so we'll all be together for a Monday evening at some point yep that'll be awesome at uh, Camp Bacon as usual Larry was talking like there might be a little bit smaller crowd this year but we'll see what happens once we get there
1: oh the mosquitoes will make up for it <laughs> <laughs> you remember all that rain uh, that? yeah so bring bring some kind of serious bug spray yeah we do mosquitoes for real up in the upper Midwest. They're out for blood. It's a state bird. <laughs> yeah, right. They have squat codes.
0: <laughs> I live in the woods next to a river. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> we were
2: we were just camping up north um, for July 4th weekend, and um, everybody was getting ate up, especially on the legs. Um, we were by we – uh, it's called um, – um, Stoneman Lake, although it should be called Stoneman Swamp because it really hadn't had any substantial water in it for many years, so they didn't like me for some reason, which I was happy to report. But other people yeah, got torn up. Blessing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping uh, for Ash. It's it's cool enough at night <clears> that I can throw on a pair of pants and yeah jacket because you know a lot of the years lately it's been just cool enough that you can kind of get away with that. Well, you Southern folk might be able to. <laughs> not southern it'll be freezing for me so you're like meanwhile meanwhile miles south of me john <laughs> david allen's gonna be in a mm. in a parka <laughs> right
1: yeah he won't have to worry about mosquito bites because of the ski mask and the
0: <laughs> snow suit that he's wearing just you know it only got bad for me when i lost all the weight <laughs> then <laughs> now i get cold all the time annoying. don't have that extra
2: layer
1: got to carry the got to carry the insulation for winter
2: dude i've been i've been working on losing some too i i have a goal to be at 170 by Osh. i was 192 2 months ago and i'm 176 now
1: oh that's that's well in range we're
2: getting there you can fit that air conditioner in there now <laughs> that's right <laughs> forget the ac and just keep sweating it off i guess i think i'm i'm thinking to that point where i've i've lost all the all the easy weight. Now it's now it's gonna take a little bit more effort to get that last five, six pounds off. Gotta start running in that hundred and thirteen degree heat. Yeah. Two five Ks ought to
0: take care of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just the water weight. <laughs> Definitely well, There's gonna be one on uh Saturday at the end of the week. That's true. That is true. There's always the uh the five K runway five
1: K? Mm-hmm. The five K runway, yeah.
0: I'm signing up. At like six Are you?
1: In the morning.
2: Whoever wants to do it, yeah. I'll be there. I keep threatening to do that every year. I keep keep
0: passing on it because I like sleep. It's an easy. <laughs> it's an easy run. Yeah. It's only five k. It's like twenty five bucks if you're a member <laughs> or something. It was. No, it was it was really fairly spendy. I think. Really? Yeah. No, I, I I bought my thing this year. It was twenty five bucks. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah. If you're an EAA member, it was like. You no, know, I got it before the increase, but the increase, I don't think it was that much.
1: Oh well, now you tell me. <laughs>
0: like it might be like 35 now or something. It's, it's really not bad. You won't be there anyways.
1: I won't be there. You'll be long gone. Turn around and drive back. Yeah.
0: Nothing like the, uh, half marathon I'm doing in Disney. Ugh. You want to talk about spendy?
1: Yeah. Everything
0: about that sounds expensive.
2: Anything that sounds (laughs) like Disney. A few years. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So on the, kind of on the less fun part of it, shortly after my, uh, my Grand Rapids trip, we have a, a member of our club who is a doctor who flies. Um, he's consistently a most active. He flies a Bonanza. No, no oh. he's a club member. So, <laughs> but he consistently flies more than, than anybody else uh, in the club. We have, we have uh, an aviator award that we give out every year for the person who flies the most hours. Um, and then a navigator award for the, for the person who flies the, the longest distance on a single trip. Um and uh, unfortunately, uh, short again, this was just a couple days after I got back from Grand Rapids uh, Tom uh, had flown up to uh, Mora, Minnesota, which is the northern part of the state where he'd been a million times uh, before and uh, on his way home, you know got us got a, flight plan and got, um, activated his IFR flight plan from the ground and never, uh, never reported in. Um, and so his plane was reported missing. Um, and they, yeah, you know, we got a message from the club saying, Hey, this is what's happening. Um, you know, please don't post anything on social media and just, you know, we'll let you know whenever we find anything out. And it's, it's a very emotional thing when that happens. Cause you just, you really just don't want it to be true. You're just like, no, it's going to, it's going to be fine. He just put the plane in a different hangar or he just, and you're like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Cause they'd be able to get a hold of him by cell phone. Um, and, uh, a few hours later they found the plane. Um, it was, uh, Embedded into a river right next to the airport. Um, and it was, it was pretty difficult conditions. It was, uh, at the time of departure, it was snowing. Um, it was about a five to six hundred foot, uh, overcast, um, with forecast freezing rain, uh, in the area. And we don't know anything other, there's nothing out there except sort of that, um, preliminary NTSB report that has basically the, the data uh, I just shared. Um, but uh, it's, it's a very difficult thing. You know, like I said, I just been in that plane. I just put a thousand miles on that plane um, a few days earlier and I don't know what the cause of the accident was. I know that I would not have taken off into those conditions um in that aircraft, um, it was it was you know icing forecast. The Mooney is not a plane that can tolerate ice, um, but the circ- like I said, the circumstances of the accident are such that I have no idea what what the cause was. If if it was ice, you wouldn't expect to find the plane right next to the airport. Um, so. We'll, we'll, we're just going to have to wait.
2: Yeah, because it couldn't really have picked up that much ice in that short amount of time, I guess.
1: In that short of a distance, right? It would barely have been in the clouds before it got that far away from the airport, um, if if at all. And, you know, so I don't know what happened. This is a very experienced pilot. Is um, uh, very used to the aircraft and very used to the, to the, the airport and the area and it, it, it's disconcerting to think that somebody with that level of skill, um, could still get involved in, uh, in a fatal accident. He did not survive. Um, you know, he was found in the plane, his, his, his body was found in the plane. Um, and it's, it's been a difficult, it's been a difficult thing to, to move through. Um, it, it hits it hit everybody pretty hard, um, obviously, I guess, and uh, we're starting to feel the some of the fallout of that. Um, in the club, we just got our our insurance uh, renewed, and it's about twenty five percent more expensive than it used to be, which resulted in a in a small monthly fee increase to the members. Although we haven't had a monthly we haven't had any increase in the monthly fees in the time that I've been a member, so I'm not.
2: Oh, yeah. And you've been
1: part of it for a long for, time. For, yeah, eight years, eight or nine years uh, at this point. Um, and, uh, but in addition, we've got the, the new policy requires some additional um, qualifications. So to fly the arrow, you need a minimum of 250 hours um, before you're. You're going to be allowed to to, to fly it solo, uh, and in the Saratoga, in addition to an annual checkout, which is very new, um, you need a minimum of 500 hours, uh, and uh, and like I said, an annual an, an annual checkout. Oh, and 25 hours in type. So, uh, I think for both of them, you need 25 hours in type. It might be 50 hours in type for the Saratoga, which is a lot of dual if you're a member joining the club. Um, and and of course we're we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do now that we've we're we're down one plane, what are we gonna replace it with? Um, and I've been of the opinion that a, a Mooney, while well, it's a fantastic airplane, I, I can't say enough about it. Um, it's very good at what it is. You know it's a it's a very lightweight, fast plane. It doesn't haul a lot of, of load, but it Goes very fast on very little fuel. Yeah, but super efficient. It, it's super efficient, but that efficiency comes at a price. of It's a fairly, it's a much more difficult plane to land than any of the other airplanes that we have. Um, it will float if you come in with any extra speed, and our thirty three foot, thirty three hundred foot runways are not yeah. terribly conducive to to bringing an extra any extra speed. Now, thirty three hundred feet in the north. Um, is a little different from what thirty-three hundred feet would be in Arizona because we never get the density altitudes that you get. Um, you know, we're low, we're lower to sea level for one, and it just, uh, you know, we get a, yeah. a few ninety-degree days a year. Yeah. Um, so we never get the the high density altitude, the ridiculous density altitudes that you do. So our runways are shorter. But that said, you know, if you come in at even eighty knots. Um, you're going to be working the brakes pretty hard to get that plane stopped at the end of 3,300 feet. Uh, if you follow the glide slope all the way in. Um, so it, it just, for the pilots in the club who don't fly that much, it's a very difficult plane for them to keep up with. Um, you know, you have to start slowing it down 10 miles away. You have to, you really have to Stabilized approach is very important. Yeah, a stabilized approach. You have to get the speed down um, so that you're not screaming into the pattern at 120 knots. Um, and I think it was just a struggle for some folks in the club, and, and I'm not including Tom in this group, but for some of the folks in the club to to do that. And so we had a runway overrun and we had prop strikes and um, all of that has caught up with us in terms of our insurance premiums. Uh, and that's... You know, it is what it is, but it, it's unfortunate. So they
2: still haven't is the, has the insurance already cut the check for the plane. You guys are on the hunt for a new one now.
1: Yep, we've just started. They just sent out a survey actually earlier today to the members saying, "Hey, what are you? What do you think we should get?" Uh-huh. And they gave kind of multiple choice with a with an other. And uh, my recommendation was a second Saratoga because if you're going to go through all of that trouble to to get checked out in in one, you know, you're going to really want to fly the doors off of it, and we should probably have two. But I can also see the argument for a second arrow or or who knows. The, the population of the club, and, and we're, we're a large club, we've got nearly 90 members. Um, the population of the club is probably 60 to 70 percent Blue sky flyers who just want to look at the ground don't need to go fast. Mm-hmm. You know they're not gonna they're gonna land back at the at Crystal where they took off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there are some folks that are going for their ratings, and so they're just they're flying a lot, um, but they're again pretty close to the airport. They're not interested in performance. And then there's a few of us who who really go places um, and want transportation machines with autopilots and, uh, you know, sophisticated autopilots and, um, you know, very high performance. And I'm just not sure that, that that the club is going to be able to meet that need with these new insurance uh, requirements. It's, it's just going to be a tougher tougher nut to, to, to try to crack.
2: Wow. Well, Keep us uh, keep us posted on uh, what, you, what you guys end up uh, settling on I'm sure it'll take a little while
1: yeah I, it'll it will take a while it's it usually takes six to nine months um, to find a, and close on a plane and, and actually get it here um, that's that I think is pretty typical um, you know and you guys got a
2: big club with a lot of members and you know you can't satisfy everybody but that's the reason why you kind of have a vote and majority rule so.
1: Well actually we don't we're, we're we polled the members to see what they want but the but the board of directors will choose. Oh they still have final yeah. say I guess yeah. Yeah they will they get to choose whatever they think is best and that's why we elect them and that's again that's fine um you know it and inevitably somebody's going to be unhappy but that's okay yeah. like we're all kind of okay with the idea that that's life um that's life yeah. you know you you're just not going to find one plane that's going to make everybody happy. Um, but it is, I think, causing some opportunity to, to say, okay, what kind of, what kind of club do we want to be? Do we want to try to, to handle both of those or all of those kinds of members with all of those different mission requirements? Or do we want to focus on, um, on more of the blue sky flyers, uh, who, or, and the training people, um, You know, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's enough prattling for me. (laughs) I know you've been doing some flying.
2: A little bit, not much. Um, Yeah, one of of my guys at work uh, had his 10-year anniversary, and... And, uh, it's funny. They asked him, I said, what, what, what would you like, you know, they, they try and um, like give everybody like a present on their you know 10 year anniversary or whatever. And they're like, what would you like to do? He'd like, they're like, he's funny thing is he goes, I'd like to go flying with Chris. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they charge. Yeah, like <gasps> so they they're like, Chris, how much how much does it cost to go flying? I'm like, what are you talking about? They said, well, uh, Sal wants to go flying with you again. I was like, oh, okay. So they paid his uh, pro rata share, and uh, and we flew up to to Sedona for breakfast uh, one morning, which was great.
1: That airport is on my short list. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, if you ever get out here again and have some time to spend, we'll definitely go hit it up. Um, Was a fun morning. Yeah, John's done it with me. That was good. It was. um, It was. Was it? uh, It was like kind of dingy out the day we the day we went. It wasn't uh, quite as as clear as 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 it could have been as I remember. But it's always fun. Um, It's it's definitely you know if if you got one airport to go fly to around here and you just want to go see some beautiful scenery, that's definitely. High on the list to get to. It's uh, it's around five thousand foot elevation, and so you know it's a little cooler up there, even in the summertime. Um, as long as you get there early, it can. It probably isn't much fun to get uh, fly in there at uh, you know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon this time of year. It's probably still too warm. But anyway, Sal, uh, Sal and I um, flew up. You know, I uh, I took off and let him let him fly us there, and and I, I we had. We had breakfast and I let him fly us back, and I did landings and takeoffs, and he had a blast. I had a blast. Um, he, he, he'd make a great pilot, I think. He he'd definitely want to do that someday. Um, he yeah, he has he has good uh, authority and control over the aircraft, and when I say you know aim for this or turn to this, he does a great job at it. So I think he I think it's in his uh, in his calling that uh, he needs to go do that someday. So, it's good. And then uh, I got a little flight coming up, like I said, in the morning in the Bonanza A36. It'll be fun. My first time in, a, in an A36, I've been in, I don't think I've ever been, no, I don't think I've ever been in a Bonanza ever. So, this will be a treat. This is, this is Andy, who I'm flying with, um, and uh, he's one of the guys that uh, sometimes meets us out at uh, Pomona for our uh, flight to Catalina. So that'll be kind of nice. cool. That's
1: that's another bucket list, especially now that they've got new pavement on Catalina.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I was just uh, speaking of Catalina. I was just in California uh, the last yeah into last month uh, for um, the high school uh, camp. Uh, trip that I go to and uh, and volunteer with the, with our security team and so I, I always go out there a day or two early and met up with Bill and uh, Bill wrote uh, and um, and took a flight with him and a couple other buddies and we flew from his home airport uh, which is. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, but we flew to uh, Big Bear for uh, lunch, and and that was a lot of fun. Um, set up front on the on the way out, and then uh, one of the back seats on the way back in because we, we had four with us. So uh, one of the guys um, who I'd met before, who goes with uh, Bill when we go on the Catalina flight, uh, and uh, and then um, uh, a new guy that I met, who's part of uh, um. I was gonna say part of his their club, but he's not like part owner in the plane. He's just a, I think a friend from the airport, and he's got a a 172 uh, that's parked right next to him that he had just had. Like he's got like two G5s in it, and he's got all he's got it decked out pretty nice, real nice little 172. Um, but uh, that was a good flight, um, and uh, of course SoCal's always nice. Had to do we did IFR back from. Uh, back from um, um, Big Bear to his home airport just because uh, it showed some uh, clouds in the way. And then once we got up, there wasn't anything there to really see. But we did an IFR, uh, an IFR trip anyways on the way back. So that was kind of a fun experience. But that's about it as far as the flying goes. Um, unless I get this air conditioning working good, maybe I'll do some more. I don't know. <laughs> I <can't believe laughs> we'll we'll see. You know, it's like even... You know, you get up at, oh, dark 30 and get to the air, trying to get to the airport at, at 5, 530 at sun, sun up and maybe off the ground by six o'clock at the earliest. You know, it's like one of those things that you definitely want to be back on the ground by like nine, no later than 10 a.m. You know, it's already 100 degrees. And if, if it's not, you know, you can climb to... 5,000 feet or whatever, especially if you're going up north to, like I said, Sedona or Flagstaff or Payson or whatever, and and get out of that heat. But you got to come back to it. So you got to come back to it to land. <laughs> the land it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you you clear a few ridges and all of a sudden you're just getting bounced around like a ping pong ball inside of the airplane from all the turbulence that that uh, hot air creates off the ground. So that's yeah. that's the thing that still just bugs me. I, 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 can't, I can't, my stomach can't take it you do know there are other places in the u.s to live right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i got too much family out here now and a grandbaby so <laughs> i ain't going anywhere we have a six-month-old grandbaby now and she's amazing yeah i miss those days so um let's talk oshkosh for a few more minutes before uh before we finish up here
0: let's do it i'm excited yes
2: I'm pumped. Vacation time. Uh, this is uh, year number eight for me. I think it's nine for you, John.
0: Ten? Uh, this is nine because I missed one. That's what I thought. It's ten years since I've. Actually, this is the ten years since my first time. Okay. Yeah. But you're ninth, Oshkosh. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, And for you, Mark,
2: Brad.
1: Oh. <laughs> Mark's yeah. here. Um, i was so waiting for that five be...
2: second delay never mind there
1: you <laughs> go this is i my first one was slosh kosh so this uh which was 2010 okay and so this will be this will be my 10th i don't think i've missed one in that in that time awesome
2: yeah you and uh you and john started right around the same time
0: yeah because I was the year before that yeah
2: um so being that we're all going to be there and I already mentioned it to you guys so uh and and, and unfortunately you're leaving on Wednesday right
1: Tuesday night probably oh, okay. possibly Wednesday morning Okay
2: So you got a short one um so I'd like to on Tuesday day hit up that uh that EAA um what do they call that the Hypoxia. Well, yeah, it's a it's a hy- uh, hypoxia chamber that they got in there. It's in their medical or what do they call that building? It's at the
1: well. It's at whatever the FAA building is, yeah. which isn't the FAA building that was there last year because that building was torn down. Yeah, they they've yeah, done a lot say, of they've stuff. They've redone a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because there's the whole new like home home built section right that they've done because they got rid of the old hangar there. They moved a bunch of stuff into hangar D, I believe. Right? They expanded out like that whole yes. one hangers now in D oh. because they basically just kicked out all of the like a bunch of like massage chairs and stuff. <laughs> right. All of the facial cream. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. All the jewelry and whatnot.
2: Yeah. I'm glad they've, 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 they they keep, you know, cracking down on that. They're like, if you want to do that, the fly mart is where you need to be. Um,
1: yeah. And I, I'm sure it's because, you know, hey, aviation's absolutely booming It right is. Now, so. Yeah. It's a good choice.
2: It's a good choice. So, yeah, I'd like to hit up that hypoxia. Uh, So, we need to get over there and like on maybe on Monday, uh, we can go up there. Somebody just needs
0: to go over early, right? And then like get in line. Yeah,
2: but I don't know if we all need to go or if it don't matter. So, I know on Monday, I'll definitely run over there and see what's what as far as getting us all signed up. If I can sign all of our names up for uh, a Tuesday morning spot, that would be great.
1: So Did last it, yeah, year, start? I just I just showed up first thing in the morning when they opened the door. Oh, uh huh? And that was that was when they started taking names, and so I just I was first or second in
0: line. What? and what ridiculous time in the morning was that? Nine, um, right? Eight, nine?
1: I don't think they I don't think they even started
0: open the door before eight. Yeah, uh, it might have even <sighs> been <nine> so early. <laughs> Poor thing. You, oh, I don't okay. think you realize I don't start work till ten. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is Central Time. Yeah. My yeah. son there doesn't wake up until nine. <laughs> this
1: is this is Central Time, so you get up at nine and it's actually eight yeah. here. See there you go. That works. Just keep your body on the same clock,
2: you'll be fine.
0: Actually, I probably will be on the same clock, so.
2: So that'll be that'll be hilarious. I think. Uh, hopefully, they'll let me like maybe you know what, record it too. That'd be so great.
0: Well, I was going to say, I, I can probably get, uh, um, we'll, we'll get some video of that. Yeah, <laughs> that should be good.
2: Uh, I tr- we tried to get it, get into it last year, but uh, I, I didn't think of it till too late into uh, uh, to the week. And by the time I went over there, like all the spots were filled. And they're like, well, if you want to hang out and wait for the next spot and see if someone doesn't show up. I'm like, nah, I got too much stuff to see. I got to go. <laughs> time's a waste and I can't just sit here and wait for people not to show up. So get that knocked out early in the week. Um, it doesn't really matter to any of us this year, but there was some quite, quite a few changes in the NOTAM. Uh, did you, did you ch- t- uh, check it out uh, even though you're not flying in?
1: I, I remember I heard about them, but I have not even taken a peek at it this year. Uh, and so, like I said, I'm flying out Sunday, but the, the STMP won't be in effect. Uh, I don't think it goes into effect until Thursday, the Thursday before the weekend of, before the show, which is earlier uh,
2: than usual, right? It says, let's "See six six a.m. central on Friday until on Friday. until noo- noon, July 29th.
1: Yeah. So uh, it, I'll be just flying into there like a normal class Delta airport. Yeah, I saw which will s- be weird.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they. I saw something about a text message system for arrivals. Oh yeah, to, you know
2: yeah, yeah! But that's for uh, you can text blah blah blah. Uh, is that for the mass arrival notifications?
0: No, I thought it was for like when you come in or something. I
2: already I did know. that, anyways, on my phone. Whatever that was, um, I sent. Uh, I sent that text to whatever it was, and it. it said that I that I did it or whatever, so we'll see what.
0: Does that mean that they will send you uh, an MP3 of yodeling at oh, uh, for crying out six loud. thirty AM?
2: <laughs> Dude, they they gotta they gotta stop that. I, I they did last year,
1: right? They didn't do that.
2: Or they did yeah, they, they did it a few times, but I don't think it was as often required. as it was the time the week year before.
1: Yeah, they blasted it the first day, and then somebody. I think went to the radio hut with a shotgun, yeah. and then it got real quiet after <laughs> yeah, that.
2: Yeah, no more. We will tear down the speaker. Um, they removed the restriction of transponder use.
1: Yeah, I think because everybody's ADS-B equipped, and you're not legally allowed to turn it off. So Yeah, so so <laughs> what's, like, so what's a
2: few more planes, right? Yeah, mo- most yeah. people will be ADS-B equipped, I would assume, um, which... which uh, and there's some IFR routing changes and and uh, multiple changes in the ultralight home-built rotorcraft arrival and departure procedures,
0: yada, yada, yada. It's you you like new procedures for Fond du Lac yeah. as well in the event of a closure. And then the um, text message thing is uh, status updates for air venture arrivals and plan accordingly, whether that means continuing to OSH or perhaps oh, temporarily okay. stopping at an outlying airport. Like, so don't do the 5R
1: orbiter. Yes, orbiter.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, so you can just text and get updates on there stuff. There you
2: go. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Um. so hopefully everybody who are who are uh, veterans of flying into OSH um, don't take for granted that, oh, I've done this 100 times. Um, should be no big deal. Make sure and... and uh, read the NOTAM, read the NOTAM, read the note. Be the NOTAM, Yeah. yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. This is the uh, the fiftieth uh, uh, anniversary of Osh, or er, er, of Airventure at Oshkosh, right? Not uh, Airventure totally, but at Oshkosh. Correct. Right? It's the, it's yes. the Correct phraseology, I guess. So, um, and it is uh, it is the year of the fighter this year. So, fighter aircraft all day, every day. It'll be pretty cool. We- Lots of uh awesome. lots of jet noises, I assume. Better
0: you be know. and some of that sweet, sweet air mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
2: it's like a it's like a <laughs> Simpsons mm, radio. <laughs> I don't know. V twelve Merlin. Yeah, buddy. Um So that'll be exciting. Uh, Yeah, I definitely want to get that uh, hypoxia thing with all of us in there. That'll be a blast. Um, It'll be interesting to walk the show and try and spot all the differences. Um, It's like, it's one of the things that you come every year, you come every year, you're used to seeing things in certain places. One thing for me, you know, I'm the big uh, uh, photography geek out there that likes to just shoot, shoot uh, airplanes all day long. Um, Nikons no longer um, uh, let's just say awesome. well no, they're still there, but they're just not helping out the uh the media anymore with with oh. lending out gear and stuff so and, and a matter of fact that that building that they were in uh right next to the um media hut is is gone even altogether uh from what uh um from what dick Nepensky told me, so
1: hmm
2: want Canon back. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, no, keep, got to keep it Daikon now. Not... <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. Actually, I, uh, no, I'll bring that camera.
2: <laughs> so, uh, anything uh, in particular you guys are really looking to see? I know uh, the one thing that didn't show up last year that I'm really looking to see is that, uh, that twin Mustang. Is that officially coming? Supposedly. It's been flying for a while now, so... Good. Yeah. I haven't heard that it's not. It, they definitely said they were going to, and, but it's been a while since I've heard any updates about it. But as long as it's still flying, I assume it's showing up. So that'll be cool to see. I think it was at Sun and Fun, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it was, yeah. I think that's where I might have saw
0: some uh, some YouTube video of it. I know relatively nothing about what's going on at the show, uh, so I'm just happy to get keep there. Surprised. Finally, have a vacation, <laughs> and yeah, it's been so hectic. Yeah. So,
2: I'm uh, I'm Sunday to Sunday, and you're Monday to Sunday.
0: Saturday, Saturday. okay. I leave Saturday night, so I am going to miss the night air show on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be there for the Wednesday ones. Okay.
2: So. Okay. And then um, I know, <clears throat> I know. Um, Mark is, uh, is I think him and uh, his buddy with the Cirrus are are, are renting a house off site somewhere. The rest of us will be camping on site at uh, at camp at Camp Bacon.
0: Yep, got my camping. Mm-hmm.
2: Woo. Yep, yep. Ours is I confirmed ours is taken care of uh, with uh, with Larry uh, the other day Same. just to just to make sure. So we're in good shape. Um, and, and speaking of that, he, um, he's there right now and staking off our uh, our plot of land.
0: Saw the <laughs> elephant, the white elephant. Yeah. Went up. They already went to Artie Neds. Yep. I'm jelly. I want some black cow in my <laughs> life.
1: Plenty of black cows in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Brown ones too.
2: There's a, would you say there's a plethora? Yeah. I'd say there's a bunch. <laughs> cool. Um, so, well, yeah, that's about it. I'm I'm just, I'm pumped for it. We're, uh, st- today's uh, July 11th and uh, 10 more days. De-
0: no, it's not. No?
2: It's the 12th. Oh,
0: for you, yeah.
2: <laughs> 27 minutes after midnight. Uh, yep. Yeah, for you guys. Well, I... I got 10 days, or nine, depending on how you say it. Yeah. It will be amazing, as usual. Um, I've got... Uh, looking forward to uh, getting me some more props and hops uh, glasses. That's uh, the Monday night uh, party to go to, right?
0: Oh, I'll be there for that Yay! this year. Man, going for the whole week is cool. <laughs> <laughs> going it for is. like what three days last year was awful. yeah it's just like a tease well and i didn't even i don't even think i made it past like um Boeing plaza like i just i didn't make it anywhere <laughs> either
2: that's that stinks um i'm uh i've been in in uh, communication with some of the guys from the um from the uh flying cowboys so i'm gonna meet up with uh cory robin and maybe get a flight and uh, ghost with him over there at the ultralight field.
0: Oh, fun. Hey man, if I lived on the other side of the uh, Chesapeake Bay, I would probably be all over some like ultralight powered parachute, something like that. Yeah.
2: I, I think I could dig the powered parachute thing. That'd be fun. So many cool things to see out here. Just kind of low and slow like that. You know, it's, it's one of those things you'd, I just keep it in the back of my truck and be like, Oh, that <laughs> looks like fun. Humby. i got to pull a <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then the thermals hit you mm. and you're at
2: your like launcher. There late. you go. <laughs> Saving on
0: that gas. Oops. I'm over the, I'm over the lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop a balloon. Yeah. I, 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 my grandparents have a place over in the Eastern shore. I should probably just look into that and get one, keep it at their house. It'd be fun. Can you get one of those on floats? Yes, <laughs> there's lots of ultralights on floats.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Corey's got a uh, a, um, a uh, Corey Robin. He's got a um, what is it? It's, uh, it's one of the carbon cubs. That's uh, that's where they do all that uh, that uh, stole uh, competition stuff over there at the um, ultralight field. Like almost every evening, right before sunset. Um, you can catch the um, um, stole competition over there.
1: Yeah, we're having one up up here actually. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In September we're going to have one at uh, at Crystal. We have uh, we still have the grass runway, and uh, I think some folks are trying to hold on to it, and so they invited uh, a bunch of planes out, and we're doing a, a short takeoff and landing demonstration.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: not all bad. That's cool. Does your club have a thing about? Do not
2: use that. Use the paved runway.
1: No, the only restriction that we had is the insurance says that you have to use a designated runway. So in the winter time, we can't land on the lakes um, or the summer time. That other stuff. Well, you can <laughs> land on them once.
2: <laughs> so yeah, and then it's the insurance plane that's the insurance plane. We don't need any more yeah, of that. Thanks. thanks. They probably don't want to see any more, uh, claims either. No, I'm sure they don't, which is fine. That's with me. right. That's right. Um, so you guys still, still have what the archer and, and, um,
1: we have a warrior, two archers, uh, an arrow and the Saratoga. So we've, we're back to all Piper um,
2: and definitely anti-high wing. I can see you guys are racist. Yeah. A little <laughs>
1: bit. We like, uh, we like the wings on the bottom where they're supposed to be. Starting mm-hmm. a flame war here.
0: <laughs> you can direct all mail to Brad at in the patternpodcast.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He likes to be able to see the runway when he makes his turns.
0: In the pattern,
1: I do like to be able to see the
2: runway when I make my just turns.
0: just lean forward a little bit. It's not that just hard. Just look at your
2: compass. Go
1: ninety degrees. What's the I've
0: been, oh God, I've been doing the
1: uh, that continuous descent thing, you know, where you just you just put it in yes. the bank and turn all the way to the runway. Anyhow, yeah. you know, so I just I don't. I usually don't fly far enough from the runway to do big square patterns. I'm just like, nope, I'm just staying in my 45-degree bank all the way through. Bank. I
2: fly a letter U pattern. Yeah. There you go. I do that, too, usually because I've messed up my square, but whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: kind of a button hook thing yeah. where you just... Like... It looks more like a check mark, I think. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, I think uh, we could probably put a fork in it, unless anybody's got anything else.
1: I think that's about it.
0: Now, let's wrap it cool. up. Next one from Osh. When
1: will this one hit the can? Soon.
0: <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. It's got to—I mean, it's got to be up before Osh. So there you go. <laughs> Nah, I got some, I got some time set aside this weekend to catch up on some stuff. So tomorrow. We'll definitely do some dailies. I'll, yeah, no, we'll, we'll have, uh, I'll have my full, uh, studio. Well, my studio is my Yeah, iPad your now, iPad so studio. I will have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I can read SD cards. So I can actually take the stuff from your Zoom directly. Oh, there now. you go. <laughs> um, so that'll be nice. I'll have that. I'm, I'm doing, uh, all the, uh, videos too. We're going to try to do all on phones and iPads. Um, Cause now that we can connect hard drives to the iPad, I'm going to see what I can get
2: fantastic.
0: done. Fantastic, Crazy. I know. It's almost like it's a real yeah. computer. <laughs> anyway. Um, anybody have any shout outs before we uh, close out? I had a few, uh,
1: wanted to give a shout out to Ron Klutz for, uh, again, for the Bay tour. That was fantastic. Um, to uh, to Mike Bush, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with his his body of work. He's a genius mechanic. Um, yeah, he's a he's a recovering uh, software hardware guy who uh, owned airplanes and decided to get his uh, his A and P his aircraft and power plant um, mechanics license, and then got his instruct uh, his inspection authorization, and he does a lot of EAA webinars uh, and has now written several books um, about every aspect of aircraft ownership from, from aircraft purchase to every single thing that you would want to know about an engine from, you know, spark plugs to oil, to breaking in cylinders, to, uh, just every possible thing, Uh, uh, a whole philosophy on aircraft maintenance and how to reduce maintenance expenses. Uh, I've really been soaking up uh, a lot of his work. Uh, And in fact, I've I've got a bunch of his books on order. I think they're showing up tomorrow. Um, So, uh, uh, and and it's all available for free. You can check uh, Mike Bush, B-U-S-C-H. You can find him on YouTube. Um, And he's just, it's an amazing, amazing body of work. Um, that's worth checking out a a lot of stuff just on leaning, like how to, how to run lean of peak and, um, and he's got kind of the preliminary, the intro class, and then the advanced class of, of how to really, um, be really easy on your engines and, and lean effectively and get, uh, a, a pretty big fuel savings. Uh, and lastly, um to uh, Robert Dewberry loop who was just commenting on uh, the rare Facebook posts that we make on the on the Facebook page yeah. and uh, just mentioned that uh, that listening to the podcast really helped him get through his private and uh, and I just wanted to say thanks. it's good to have uh, to, to be back up to two listeners again um, uh, <laughs> and really appreciate the feedback. Awesome So there. That-
2: uh, just a shout out to uh, Bill Roat. Thanks for the flight again, Bud. Appreciate that. That was awesome, uh, as usual. And uh, Bill just uh, finished up a trip in uh, England, um, where he he and his family rented a, a a little boat and did some sort of like um, tour um, in the canals on this like sixty five foot boat. That's Ten foot wide, that you just bring all your groceries on board and live on for a week, and you just go down these set of canals and go to, from one lock to another, and 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 tour like several cities in England this way. It looked amazing. So I don't know if you followed any of that, but uh, uh, if you see his uh, Facebook, he's he's detailed it pretty good. It looks amazing.
1: Yeah, that that looked like a lot of fun.
2: So that and uh, and of course uh, Mayor Larry Overstreet, thank you once again for uh, getting us all taken care of and uh, and uh, excited
0: to see you when we get out to Osh. Indeed, definitely. And uh, I just have one. We got an email a while ago. Uh, we just haven't recorded. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Brian sent us an email and uh, just saying um, thanks uh, for us putting this out and listening to it and uh, um he uh, uh recently worked towards uh completing his uh uh private
2: awesome so uh, now
0: he's uh, an aviation podcast junkie so i'm uh just uh thanks for listening thanks for uh, sending us a note we really appreciate it and um yeah we appreciate all of our listeners So, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, next ones, like we said, will be coming from Ash19. And, uh, we're going to go ahead, uh, once we're on site and catch up with, uh, Mark as well and kind of get his, uh, thing. Uh, sadly the technical difficulties kind of thwarted us today, but, uh, we'll definitely get in touch with him, uh, while we're on site and, um, hear all his tales as well. So, uh, keep an eye on the feed. There'll be a lot more to come. Um. But we'll go ahead and just let them know where they can find us real quick before we sign off. Uh, chris, how about you? Uh, yeah, feel free to shoot me an email at
2: chris at uh, You can find me on the Twitter machine, Twitter machine under uh, uh, C-H-O-L-U-B-A-Z. That's C-H-O-L-U-B-A-Z. And uh, you can always uh, look us up on our Facebook page.
1: All right, Brad, how about you? Uh, you can reach me at brad at inthepatternpodcast dot com. Uh, I'm Brad Kane on the Twitter machine and Brad Kane on Facebook and most other places. Uh, and Kane, of course, is spelled Kilo Oscar Echo Hotel November, just like it sounds.
0: And for me, you can find me pretty much anywhere at Pilot Conway, and I'm also John at InThePatternPodcast.com. And for the whole podcast, you can reach us at uh, podcast uh On Twitter's InThePattern, or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InThePatternPodcast. Uh, show notes for this episode and all episodes can be found at InThePatternPodcast.com, which uh, recently sported a slight little upgrade, so it uh, looks a little different, but... Uh, should have some extra features, nicer inline player, and whatnot. Um, do some backend upgrades on our podcasting hosting service. So uh, that'll be a nice little addition. And um, <clears throat> with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode seventy-four of the Other Pattern Podcast. Remember, make left traffic. You're cleared for the option.